Hello, everybody, and welcome back. And let's start with saying Happy New Year. Happy New Year's. Now that we got all the soft shit out of the way, we're going to talk about how Witcher, that just came out on Netflix. We're going to give our opinion on that one. Try to be so edgy right now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just, I'm taking a new path for this New Year's. Yeah. Okay. And then we're also going to talk about our top 10 favorite albums of this last year in 2019 and then third on the list is going to be something we decided to call chopping block i hope you guys enjoy it so how about we start with the witcher stefan how will we start with your opinion on that one? First off i just want to give a shout out to my boy baby new year and father time and my uncle chris so <laughs> the fuck <laughs> Okay, so I did not like The Witcher. I thought it was... Uh, whoa, okay. Oh. So, <laughs> I, I only want to talk about the pilot here. Okay. I will preface this with saying that The Witcher does get better. I just think it's okay. But the pilot is dog shit. I hated every... <laughs> not, not every second of it. The fight scene was really good. And Henry Cavill is very good as uh, Geralt. But... Did not like it. Yeah. So, I wasn't a fan. The worst thing about it was I have spent... I've read the books. I've spent conservatively like 200 fucking hours. I've played all three games. And I was watching this thing and could not understand a single fucking word coming out of anyone's mouth at all times. It was all like... I like lore, but this was just... The dialogue was so bad because it was all lore and none of it was explained to us at any point. It was unintelligible. And then, again, kind of bouncing off what you said, it does get better. Yeah. But just off of the first episode, it was, like you said, you're being smashed with lore that doesn't really get explained. And even then, coming from someone who finished the series Mm -hmm. myself, because we're only talking about the first episode. Yeah. But... Coming from someone who finished the series, Netflix has been doing this thing where they refuse to go up to twelve episodes when they used well, to. Not every not every series needs twelve episodes. Not though. every one, but I'm telling you right now, if Witcher went and lasted twelve episodes, they would have finished the little time traveling tale that they're trying to get oh, out of the way. Oh, uh, you know what? And then maybe we should just two. get into one thing though: is that the the timelines post. Episode one are garbage. They're not explained. (laughs) They just they do nothing. They don't add anything to the series. They're just there for unneeded complexity, and it's yeah, really bad. And so, like, whenever I feel like within those eight episodes, the way they the way also like the cliffhanger and the way they ended it, Mm -hmm. you could easily made it twelve episodes. Have all of your pre you know background story on everyone. This was the first book. I mean, it ends with the ending of the first book, if I'm not mistaken. So, just based on that, like... Yeah, but I feel like you could do proper execution that the book didn't seem to lack or suffer in, Uh but the TV show series did. And I feel like if you want to, I guess, chug along past this very hard what's you were saying, because this is the problem with the pile. Like we said, it dumps so much ore on you without giving you time to like let it sink in like it, it doesn't ground you in any mm-hmm. way you know you watch like the pilot of game of thrones and there's emotional components that you can ground yourself in even though you are in a high concept fantasy world with all this other yeah. shit going on there's no real human thing to grasp onto especially in the pilot and maybe with 12 episodes they could have i just feel yeah, like they could have done it in 12 episodes out. We could have had all the background lore that they're trying to deliver, mm. but I'm telling you right now, the way season two is going to start is finishing off whatever they didn't tell you already from the first season. So maybe mm. the first two, three episodes of season two is going to be some more of what we're already experiencing. I mean, that's just TV shows. Now you're just complaining about TV shows. No, no, no. <laughs> this is what I'm trying to say. You could have made it 12 episodes. We could have gotten past this. We could get to the real meat of the story that would have been, in my opinion, better to just start on a new season with all this information already out of the way. But people still don't even have their own questions answered after a whole season ended. And I still don't either. Yeah. If like from someone who knows but and knows getting, and I watched, I don't like Getting it. back to the pilot anyway. Okay. Thank you for that detour. You're welcome. Um, 
I'm sorry. I'm just, I love I'm you. just I'm saying, just... <laughs> first episode, if you really, really like the first episode, and you all of a sudden are into this TV show, yeah. then the rest of the TV shows is going to be You're goddamn gonna glorious. It. You're going to love it. But if you did not like the first episode, don't think that there's a light at the end like of the I tunnel, because there isn't. I do think it gets better. I just think it's overall, it's still not good that's so that's I would what agree i'm saying that there's like, no real reason to like don't continue. expect it to just go yeah. high exponentially because no. it won't no. it'll it'll come up at a little slant and then the ending will just end on a flat line this wasn't as go. good like just comparing it to other fantasy stuff it's no game of thrones for sure it's no order of the rings i would say it's not even a hobbit battle for three armies mm. it's uh boring like i said the dialogue Almost in the pilot exists entirely just to explain concepts. Yep. Um, Which I feel like the beginning of season two is going to do. Like I said, people talk in nonsense terms. There's one point where they're talking about the wraiths underneath the bridge. And I'm just like, who? Why did you say that? Who talks like this? Who sat the fuck down and wrote this on a piece of goddamn paper and said, <laughs> hey, this is a really cool thing a character could say right now. What if he talked about this fucking thing that no one fucking knows what it is? Let's <laughs> <laughs> just put it on there for the real fans. Like, I, I that's this whole... Sh- oh, I hate it. Yeah. I hate it. I could not, so... <sighs> Strogobar, Stroganoff, whatever the fuck his name is. I know he's character from the books and whatnot, but for some reason when they mentioned his name, I really thought he was calling him like a slur in the world world of Richard <laughs> for like a magician. <laughs> it took me forever to realize, oh, that's just this dude's name. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I don't Because it's just I don't know. It's just confusing. Yeah. Like, I mean like People can go out there and say, oh, you're just not a real fan or shit like that. But, but like, I watch a lot of TV shows. I'm pretty fucking nerdy a lot. I, I'm the type of guy who will spend 45 minutes on Wikipedia for shit that I haven't watched just because I get, I get, like, I, I just dwell into, like, certain stuff just because I'm a nerd sometimes. And this did not scratch any of that. It was Mm-mm. too oblique it was hard yeah. to get into like i said there was no real human component to really ground yourself in there and i remember discussing um about the first episode with another group of people that i also mm-hmm. talked to about it and somebody was just like well you know it just sounds like you're complaining to complain because they're just still trying to set up the story and i was like hey, but we've seen t- stories set up good that's before. and this is where i came in yeah. and i said watchmen period yeah you don't need 12 books to be caught up on the situation. You shouldn't. You yeah. shouldn't need it. Mm-mm. And so Watchmen was the perfect example. Yeah. Not everybody damn well knew anything about the comic and all they know is a bad movie. Yeah. And then immediately they watch this TV show and it was just like, oh, holy shit, this is good. I'm like, yes, yeah. because the story of Watchmen is good. And the way it was and written you know, and executed Not everything was in there is explained to you, but at least it's shown to you as opposed exactly. to just told to you through countless bad dialogue sorry yes <laughs> <laughs> and then another thing is is just like and then if you have any interest to know about the deeper roots of every character and what happened you yeah, literally just you look it up there's it. an yeah. article 10 minutes tops and you're caught up on all the background oh, yeah. but you can watch that tv show and nothing else watchmen and know what the hell's going on without needing to know the deeper root of fucking everything and that's a perfect example of The Witcher, I feel like. The Witcher is not that way. It is definitely not a Watchman. It is definitely No, not. that's what I'm saying. It's like that's, that's what I'm saying. I'm agreeing with you. Like, the delivery. It's, it's not. Because, yeah. you know, if they did a delivery like that, like I said, perfect. I mean, like, I'm not trying to say this should be Game of Thrones in any way. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying comparing another very successful, no matter what the last season was, I agree, it was not good. A very successful for a lot of it, high concept fantasy show that gets you into the world. It doesn't throw a whole ton of shit at you at first. You know what I mean? And it, it you get hooked more like on the characters and you like their their emotional wants and needs more so than just like, oh shit, there was a zombie at the beginning of the first episode. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they don't explain the White Walkers for fucking four seasons. Yeah. The Witcher, it feels like they're just constantly trying to explain shit to you and you you can't really 
grasp onto any of it because it's all explanation. Yep. You know? Mm-hmm. And they say de- – it's cheesy. They say destiny so <laughs> many fucking times. It's I not, wanted to pull my own teeth it, out. It's not fate. It's destiny. <laughs> and then <laughs> ram my own fist down my throat <laughs> until I beat myself to death because I hated it. <laughs> yeah. Even in a perfect example, like my mom will watch a lot of kind of TV shows. She's not yeah. picky at, at all. Yeah. But coming from someone who knew nothing, she didn't even know what the fuck The Witcher was until mm-hmm. she saw it on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And she pulled it up. So this is a perfect, raw, not exposed to anything about it. And she was the first one to say, I finished the whole season and I don't even know the names of some people that still come up on That's screen what I'm more saying. than once. Because they're so heavy on focusing on other crap, they'd miss out a million little details that just piled up. Strog balls? I don't even still can't know his real name. <laughs> she, she's to this day, like, she's just like, I, yeah. she's like, it wasn't good, but it wasn't bad, but I'm really confused. Yeah. And I'm like, I had to explain to her all this so, extra stuff that they missed. Let's talk about the reception to it then, because mm-hmm. people actually, fans of like the game and stuff, really been hyping this up. They like it a lot. Oh, yeah. Why do you think that is? I feel like it's a loyalty complex. You think so? Mm-hmm. I feel like because... Because there is a lot of lore in there, like we said. And maybe that's what people like. Maybe mm-hmm. that, that to them it's like being faithful. You know what I yeah. mean? Which is true. It is faithful to a fault, though. I'd rather have less explanation, less lore, more good writing, more good it's, sequences. It's just the idea that for people to say... Oh, I don't know what critics are talking about. It's not that bad, blah, blah, blah. Coming from someone who isn't a critic, but can at least view yeah. it critically, I will say it's not god-awful, terrible, don't watch it. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying is go in with it with a level mind of it's not going to blow your fucking brains out, yeah. and then it's good. But if you go in with ex- expectations... I think you should expect more. Then always. no, Oh, you should always expect more. Okay. Like I'm not We've saying that. talked about this before. <laughs> I'm just saying is is the idea that people come in with all this high expectation yeah. now that it's been hyped. And now there's some people, users, that write, I don't like it. And, you know, I do think the pilot has got awful. I think it's one of the worst pilots I've ever seen. I really do think it's truly bad. But that being said, visually, it's good to look at yeah yeah and, and the the fight scene that's in it um i haven't seen another one so far like it in the series which is disappointing but the the very first fight scene is really well choreographed and henry yeah. cavill is a very good Geralt again absolutely he has the physique to kind of make those fight scenes believable yep. and really lean into them and another so thing that, that that's a big plus but. and another thing where i'm also coming to a I guess a crossroads about it too. Yeah. There's some questionable CGI as well. Oh, where, hell yeah, there where is. You're kind of just yeah. like, I'm like, you made a TV show like Lost in Space. Without spoiling anything, I think the second or third episode, there's, you're going to know this, there's a monster who looks very bad. Yeah. I think you know who I'm talking yeah. about. The CGI. Yeah. It was questionable. Not great. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like, because again, like I'm not questioning the integrity of how good Lost in Space is. I watched yeah. the second season of that too. Yeah. But I will admit, graphically, that shit's pleasing as fuck. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I did not like that first season. I couldn't get through it. Oh, no, it. no. I don't blame you. Like, I watched, yeah. I, I, I know I that dedicated, people like it. I dedicated the first season. At this point, I was like, I have to see the second one just to know what the fuck happens. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm in, in it now. Space. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I will admit, graphically, especially with the second season, how it happened, it's pretty spoiled. For it. Pretty damn good. The robot is going to say Danger Will Robinson. Actually. He changes it up. Oh, mm-hmm. I love you, Will Robinson, no. and then we all cry? No, bro. He changes it up multiple I times. I hate you, Will the Robinson? The bitch speaks, like, proper sentences Ooh. half the time. Oh, yeah, he Ooh. learning. He a learning boy. But, yeah, but back to what I'm saying is, like, I understand, you know. Maybe we should kill ourselves <laughs> because we're never getting out of space. <laughs> Maybe. You don't know. Maybe. How about you watch season two and you'll find out? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't, I don't know the in-depth information on how Netflix spreads their funding and efforts oh, and CGI. Oh, uh, but... with no regard for Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's what I'm assuming. Yeah. But it's just like, I don't understand how like Lost in Space, which was pretty demanding on the CGI, I will admit. Yeah. I'm pretty sure like easy 70% of this shit is on the green screen or something. And the CGI for which it was lacking the way it well, was. Well, the thing about that is, 
Um, normally for TV shows, season to season, your budget increases. Mm-hmm. That's usually in the contract for any TV show. Um, it's why even like good HB, HBO shows will sometimes be canceled because the budgeting is always increasing and it will get to a point where like it doesn't matter how many people, if you're on a premium cable network like that, then it just it's not worth the cost. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So the fact that Lost in Space has a season two, that could explain the difference in a little. Yeah. But – I mean um, even since season one, it just – they didn't yeah. look bad. Everything was smooth. Everything was pretty damn realistic. It looked good. I mean, they they did put the thing about this is, like I said, it is visually pleasing, and they did put a lot of money into set costumes and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So maybe the CGI is forgivable in that they didn't have enough resources, but it is really bad. It is. And just to line that up, doesn't Witcher, or maybe I read a potential thing not like a factual one yeah that it's signed for three four or five seasons already before the first five, one even but came i think out. it has a second season already yeah. like i i heard something or i read something where it was saying that the first season was about to come out and they already signed yeah. like a two or three seasons I'm pre- already i'm pretty sure that without even knowing how people will like is the first a second season. season order yeah that's what and, you're saying and so i'm just saying is like i remember when lost in space for season one came out they didn't sign shit to figure out if people liked it or not. And then Well, that's such more of a gamble. I mean, people were already ready to love this show in a lot of ways. And maybe that has something to do with the uh the response that's getting, you know? Who knows? But I know for a fact, just because I like to compare the two of yeah. a very highly CGI demanding show. Because what they didn't they didn't sign immediately. They what waited. What was the last big Netflix show? I don't keep up as much because um, there's so much goddamn TV over there now. Last big big That's one. What I'm saying, this I can't was, this think was of the like first a big one. Big title. Feel at least a few months. I mean, other than BoJack Horseman, like, there was like yeah, a big, but that's big, not a big one. I mean, that's arguably the best one, but yeah. it's, you know they don't. Yeah, it's not the big one. It's not a big one. Hmm. I f- I feel like it doesn't draw in the most amount of viewers. Interesting. For sure. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't really know what would be a big one. I mean, I know a lot of people were expecting the. You TV show series. Oh, okay, yeah, that yeah. Was so a, that was because that was one of their bit. About. So maybe it was very close together. Actually, yeah, yeah. I did not like that first season, but I hear the second one's good. So <laughs> I like how um there was a meme I saw where it's like how the guy from You stalks his girl, and it was literally a dog hiding behind a thin roll of toilet paper that was just hanging down. <laughs> and I'm like, honestly, he's pretty out of the open. So like, I'm not, I'm not surprised. That's that what we're this podcast into just reading off memes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this should maybe crack up for like a good like ten seconds. I was yeah. like, honestly, how has no one seen this fucker stalking this girl and not say shit? Because he's not hiding very well. <laughs> there is one I saw. Of, um, the angry lady's pointing at the cat. Hmm. And Baby Yoda's in there instead of the cat. It was very cute. I loved it. They bamboozled me. <laughs> Quick. So that's The Witcher. Let's, 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 uh, let's rate it. Uh, rate it? Right. Let's just rate just the pilot because I didn't want okay. to spoil the rest of the season. Just the pilot. So let's just talk pilot. All right. Just the pilot. Out of 10? Out of 10. I'd, I'd give it a three. I'm going to give it a two because there was a good fight scene in there. Yeah. I really, really thought it was dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> also, just to top everything off, um, Yennefer, the, mm-hmm. the lady who, or the actress who plays Yennefer, pretty good. Looks, you know, how I would expect the character besides the yeah. fact that I've seen it in a video game. Yeah. Where the fuck did Triss come from? I mean, they don't have to look exactly. I know the they don't have don't to look do, exactly. Don't do I don't, that shit. I know they don't. Don't have to look pull the old no, no, Spider-Man no, no, can't no. be black. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> okay, I never said okay, that at all. Because okay. Spider-Man is black in the comic at one time. Well, huh? Miles Morales. Yeah, that's, that's I'm just what I'm saying. He also played I'm Spider-Man. Right? Yeah. But what I'm saying is, yeah. whenever Triss is at least described, it's like a more younger baby face. That's the kind of the whole point. Because Yennefer is supposed to be all this like sexy, hot, older, and then Triss is supposed to be that young, playful, whatever. I don't get that from the Triss actress in the TV show. Yeah, I really. don't think besides Geralt, I'm going to be honest, I don't think anyone else is a good actor in this show. Yeah. 
I will also attend to that. And I remember someone says like, it's just because when she was younger, she didn't have red hair. I'm like, that's not my beef. <laughs> my beef is she ain't cute when Trista's supposed to be the little cutesy and then Jennifer's supposed to be this like sexy goddess. Like, this is the way it was supposed to be. But I don't think she's attractive like that. You think that, an independent regard. young woman has to be cute? I've never said that. No, nah, I mean, I'm just saying it's what you're yeah. insinuating. Well, right what now. I'm saying is I want Trish to be cute and Yennefer to be uh, sexy like it's supposed to be. Okay. Okay. You heard it here first. Yep. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> There's a difference. <laughs> All right. So that was The Witcher. Um, we're going to move on to... I want to do year-end list. Unfortunately, I feel like I haven't seen some of the year's best movies to give you a top 10 year top 10 movies of the year endless yet yeah i mean i have my own personal but i I, i'm still missing movies like parasite stuff like that so it's okay so instead (laughs) we are going to do our top 10 albums of the year right now and uh i'm gonna let lorenzo start that off oh you want to see he did okay so just to preface this Mine is from 10 to 1. He's not put his in any order because he's a bitch and he can't it is make up his mind. He's undecisive. to fucking decide. You still do it. Nope. You think it wasn't tough for me? Of nope. course it's tough. Nope, can't do but it. But you, you put in the effort for the I listener, don't. for our two listeners. The listener can listen to all of the 10 and then rate them, <laughs> get back to me, and then I will tell them how they are wrong. Oh my god. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> but... All right, but do 10. This is what I will say. Okay. I will, at the end of my list, say which album I like the most out of all of them because I okay. can say that. Since much. we both all together have 20, give a minute synopsis of why you like this album. One okay. minute yeah. after you all say right. it. Okay, go. So, starting from the top, I have Power Chords by Mike Crawl. Why do you like it? Why do I like it? Yes. Because it's all power chords, baby. You need to fill out this goddamn <laughs> minute. I don't know why you just did that. <laughs> no, I, I, I like the um, I like the say album. something. What I like I said I like I like the okay. album for the fact that it's it's pretty in your face. The lyrics are pretty nice. Um, if you like if you like rock and punk rock like these that, lyrics are nice. Yeah, they're, they're nice. Yeah. <laughs> Quality lyrics. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, no, 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 no. We go. To, we both do one and one. Oh, one on one. All right. Okay. Right. Okay. My number ten. I just switched this out before we started because I had an epiphany. Uh, is Phoenix by Pedro the Lion? Uh, mm. Something that's a lot of people probably haven't heard of. It is a. It's a. I'd say musically, it's a pretty standard like alternative. Um, yeah, like like an alternative rock album. Uh, but the that being said, it is so great because the instrumentation is you know it's not like out there inventive or experimental or anything, but it is just done so well. Like there are some really good hooks in the these songs. There's some really good guitars. There's some really good chords. I mean, it, it instrumentally, it is just on point to a degree where it doesn't have to be out of the moon like fantastic it's just done really really well lyrically and conceptually this album is about like the first maybe seven years of his life or something where he he remembers like his first place he lived when he moved to phoenix when he was a kid and he's going through all these songs and they're just really inventive they're really really well written and like like I said, conceptually, they flow very nice to the point where at the end of it, he's moving away. It tells a story, which is really good. And it has a point of view in some of these songs that I haven't heard before. And I think it is really great. Go your number nine. All right. And my number nine is going to be... Well, not number nine, just another one off the Whatever. Stuff. It's okay, go. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be Zoo by Denzel Curry. Great album. I just think... The rap in that song is just phenomenal. I yeah. the looks are really good. Um, I really like the witty, witty lyrics that they added inside of that. Yeah. Um, they just it just seemed like they Very had a lot in of your fun. Face. I feel like this is his yeah. best album for sure. Yeah, I'm like ex- real foot forward. They just had a lot of fun making it. Yeah. You can tell just yeah. by how they put it all together. Good features. Mm-hmm. Great Absolutely. album. I, I completely agree. My number nine is a very depressing album. It is Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds Ghost Team. So, 
a few years ago now, I think, Nick Cave's son fell off of a cliff and died. Okay. And this is the first album he's really written uh, about that and talking about it. And it is devastating. It is a very hard listen, I'm not going to lie, but I think it is very emotionally resonant because of that. I think that other people don't always be, you know, people talk shit sometimes about sad music and stuff like that. But I feel that music especially is the best, some of the best ways to get emotions across and to feel how someone else is feeling. And you really get that in this album. I mean, musically, it's very somber. It's very tight. It's very almost ambient in the way that it like kind of just washes over you. The lyrics are amazing. Nick Cave has an amazing voice. It is a fantastic album, and I implore everyone to listen to it, regardless if you think it's going to depress you, because it is really worth it, and it really touches you. Good. Oh my God. I'm doing good. I'm knocking yeah. out of the park. Where are yeah. you? Yeah. Well, I am now on song number three. <laughs> 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 um, I thoroughly, thoroughly loved this R and B album. Thoroughly, uh, thoroughly. Songs for You by Tanash. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really, really well done. Yes. Um, I just, I don't know what else to say than I'm just like, this is, this is good as fuck. Like, okay, she's, yeah, it is really solid. I feel like yeah. it's a very, very solid album. It's her first album post big label breakup, which she mm-hmm. had some problems with the label. Some creative she did, outlet yeah. problems, and she wanted out of the contract, and she's finally out of it, and she released this. I feel like it's classic to, man, I really hope we're saying this right, because I'm mm. going to feel really dumb if it's not yeah. Tanash. Mm. Or Tanash, whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> Whichever you identify as. <laughs> but it is a really solid album. That's that's a good pick. Absolutely. I have no qualms with your, your pick so far. Mm. I have no quarrels. With you. I think I'm going to have a quarrel with one of yours. Yeah, I think I might beat your ass after this. <laughs> <laughs> My number eight is Way's Blood, Titanic Rising. Fanta- Again, you're going to hear a theme on this. Fantastically written album. Movies is one of my favorite songs of the year. This album is almost split into two halves based around the title track, Titanic Rising, which is like this ambient track. And then, so the first one is kind of like classic ways blood you know it's kind of folksy psychedelic the second i half of it i think is where she really shines where it's like this music with her classic good writing that i don't think i've ever quite heard anything like it and it's it's majestic i guess it's kind of got that grand aura of like these violins these strings and like i said movies is one of my favorite songs of the year it is Wow, I've, I'm really excited for what she does next because this was a huge improvement from her last album. And it was fucking great. I'm juiced. <laughs> You're juiced. I'm juiced. I'm juiced. here. Um, this album is from our Lord and Savior, uh, Ty Jesus Siegel. is King? Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you, you might check what? If... If that's religion, I want out. <laughs> um, <laughs> First Taste by Ty Siegel. Just, I'm a Ty Siegel fanboy, all right? So it's good as fuck. Like, I don't know what else so to say. So this is where I really have good. a problem with your list. Oh. Because you know I'm, I'm out. You know what podcast I love Ty Siegel. He's up there in my top five artists of all time. I love him. I think he is maybe the last true rock star. I think if you look at... You know, experiment experimentation from album to album. It's comparable to those like great seventies rock stars and stuff like that. This one was disappointing because this was his first big album without a guitar and he was making a big deal about it and then you listen to it and it's like, Oh, this is just a Ty Siegel record. This is just a, like a solid Ty Siegel record. There's nothing different about this except there's no guitar in here. It's like, how's he gonna make music without a guitar? And it's like, Oh, um exactly it's, the same. It is a big step. It is not a big step. To put down your main form. <laughs> and pick up the six-string guitar. Yes. <laughs> That's what he did. He just picked up a different type of guitar. <laughs> he picked up a guitar. Like a, a, a key guitar. <laughs> he dropped a guitar and picked up a guitar. Okay. <laughs> I hate that you missed the point oh, so my God. terribly. <laughs> I just don't get it. I'm a big dummy idiot. And I just can't understand these big musical ideas because I suck at everything. 
Uh, you know what? I'm glad you came. Ah, oh, truly a snowflake. <laughs> 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 okay. Anyway, um, yeah, I you know that album is a six out of ten for me. It's good. It's solid. It's just not. It's not like a step forward like I feel like Freedom's Goblin was. There was not really a lot of experimentation on it, but I understand. My number seven, one of two Big Thief albums I have on this list because they released two, and they're both amazing, Big Thief Two Hands. So I'm going to preface this. This may be my number seven, but not the song on this album, N.O.T., is the best song of the year. It is amazing. Uh, Adrian... Winnickers? Winnicky? God, I wish I would have wrote that down before this. She has a voice unlike any voice I've ever heard. Yeah. On top of that, once again, the writing, especially in Not, is fucking amazing. Big Thief has always excelled at that. This is their second album of this year. Uh, they knocked it out of the park two times. I just feel like this one was a little less knocked out of the park. But this is kind of a back to basics album as opposed to the other album which I'll talk about then which is kind of you know evolving their sound and it's just it's classic Big Thief but it's also just Big Thief done so fucking well yeah like I said earlier on Page of the Lion this is something that you're not gonna find any other artist this year who is at the top of their game like Big Thief is this is like I feel like artists have a cultural peak where they're just hitting it every note right. And then from then, you know, they kind of get into a, a rut sometimes. This isn't every artist and then they kind of lose it. This is their moment. And you should really listen to this album because thematically, writing-wise, and musically-wise, it all lines up. And it is, again, just a fantastic album. I agree with that. I'm going to say fantastic 300 times on this <laughs> <laughs> My uh, other album here. Also, uh, no one plays guitar quite like her. There's a solo or not that just kind of like comes from her soul. Continue. What if I play guitar with my appendages? Is that... Are you trying to be funny right now? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe smile at work. No, I'm smiling because of my yeah. own joke, unfortunately, mm. which someone... <laughs> is gonna Very call narcissistic of you to say that. Okay. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> uh, another album that I really, really liked is uh, Punk by Chai. Yes. Great that album. Great so band. Good. This was kind of their coming out year, I feel Absolutely. like. Absolutely. And me and Stefan are going to have the pleasure... To catch her in February. Yeah, we're gonna see Whitney and Chai. Yeah, she's opening for him. It's gonna be great. The big P cola. It's <laughs> yeah. gonna be cool. I'm, I'm surprised that Vinyl could snag them. So good on them. Yeah, they sometimes have the big acts. But uh, explain yeah. Chai. Explain Chai because you haven't explained them besides that they're good. Chai <laughs> is <laughs> Jeff. Yeah, right. Girl, G R R L. Oh, I was gonna say a kind of T, but hey, you got it. <laughs> All right. Chai is a Japanese girl <laughs> band. They their lyrics uh, fluctuate between Japanese and American. And this year they put out this kind of punk dance record. Not 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 dancey as in like LCD sound sense of system, but dancey as in like a Blondie record. Yeah. And I think it is comparable to that. Actually, I think it's comparable to Blondie. It um, it feels dancey in all the right moments. They have some fucking fantastic hooks in here. Uh, sorry for hitting my hand on the desk once again. I'm really trying to accentuate how good this album is, though. <laughs> but they really, and her voice, even though I do not speak Japanese, I feel like it's one of those things where you don't really have to understand it to her voice just adds a component to the music in a way that it's just another instrument. And it's, you know, this was their coming out year once again, and they really fucking just blew me out of the water and I'm excited for what they do next if only you watch more anime you would <laughs> Jesus in Japanese I'd rather <laughs> take a scalpel to each of my nards <laughs> <laughs> and just take them out and be force fed them I'm just, <laughs> if you become one with the weeb community yes you would be all kinds yeah. of versed in the Japanese uh, culture yeah. I've He's saying this, but I have actually started watching Cowboy Bebop, and I do like it. So I've I've, I've taken some hit. steps to it. 
There's just something about the conventions of anime sometimes I cannot take. I refuse to watch like JoJo. Hell no. I don't even watch that. I refuse to watch Naruto, Dragon Ball Z. I do not – I get it. I get why people like that. It's because of the drama. But I do not want to see people talk about fighting for 25 minutes before they actually (laughs) fight. And that's my own personal opinion. And I understand why people like it. I just don't get it. Spiky hair, get a haircut. (laughs) (laughs) You're never going to get a job. Go. Go to sports clips. <laughs> oh, it's my turn. It's my turn. My number seven, Tyler the Creator, Igor. No, oh. no, number six. Sorry, guys. Yeah, this uh, this was just a beautifully produced album. I mean, it, it is. You know, I've been a big Tyler the Creator fan for a long time. I was an angry kid, and I loved <laughs> Goblin. I I look back on that now and realize it's it's an okay album. I mean, it's. It's an angry kid, and that's what I was at the time, and I, I liked all that. You know, I liked Odd Feature, Wolfgang Kill Them All. Uh, I don't know why I said the full name, because it's a mouthful. But uh... <laughs> He's so cultured. <laughs> oh I, I liked them, but more so I was I really liked Tyler's first album, Bastard, which was, you know, more of his personal album. You know, talked about a lot about his dad and whatnot. And I feel like Flower Boy was finally him maturing. So, this album... Uh, not as good as Flower Boy, but still fantastic. He, uh, Earthquake is just one of the catchiest and well-written, best well-written songs of this. Um, I think is a fantastic song. Uh, a Boy is a Gun. Thematically here, Tyler is really delving into his own sexuality in a lot of ways. Also delving into who he is, who people see him as. It is another great album. And I, once again, excited to see what he does next. One of the bigger albums for me this year was Anima by Tom York. Anima? Mm-hmm. You just said Anima. I said Anima. Oh, okay, okay. I yeah. mean, if I said Anima, Yeah, we, Anaba, talk, we reviewed bad. this album. I don't feel like we don't have to talk about it much because we reviewed no, no, this we reviewed album. It and on, and yeah, I already gave my album. opinion on how much it moved me, so yeah. I mm-hmm. very much enjoyed that album. All right. My number five, Alana Del Rey, Norman fucking Rockwell. Yeah. So I have never been on a big... Lana Del Rey fan. Nor was I. I feel like she's gotten better. I feel like she's improved from release to release. But this, to me, is definitely her masterpiece. And she's really coming to... I would to say coming to her own because her style has been this way. But really, this is her just knocking it out of the park with everything that mm-hmm. she's done previously. Like, really, the writing here is so strong. Musically, she's really hit her stride. I mean... I don't know what else I can really say except that this is her doing her mm-hmm. at a 15 out of 10 level. And what was the last time she wrote her last album before this one? Wasn't it a good break or am I thinking of something else? No, it wasn't. She did. Okay. I think it was Lust for Life. I think that was like a two, three years ago. It wasn't okay. that long ago. And then Ultraviolence before that. So, yeah. Hmm. I, I remember watching the video games and thinking – this person has a really good, unique voice, and then listening yeah. to All Born to Die and going, this sucks. This <laughs> is really bad, and I'm glad that she's improved because she does have a really good voice. I'm glad she's gotten out of that, like, wizard lounge singer vibe that she had, like, I'm a sad girl thing. Yeah. She's really coming to her own in a way I feel like is beneficial for her. Another uh, album for me. Um, All Mirrors by Angel, Angel Olsen. Mm. I will admit her previous album was better. Yeah. I will give that. But it's the idea that the sound in this album is still so good it is. to me. Ooh, this that, almost went my top 10. Yeah. It really it's, it's, it's the idea that she did do a little better in the previous album, but this is still just so good. Mm-hmm. And it still drives it home that it still made my list. Yeah, wonderfully produced. I mean, she's really leaning into strings and this more dramatic side to her and talking about breakups and heartache and stuff like that. And it is, I mean, it, it is awe-inducing at times, just like all this grandor, grandeur, all this you know, swelling tides of music. I mean, it's, it is a really great album. That, that is really opinion. well done. Yep. Yeah. I love Angel Olsen. My number four is Nilefer Yanya. I had to look up how to say that. And I said it right. My God. I know. 
uh, Nilofer, Yanya's Miss Universe. And, mm. oh my god, I fucking love this album. I have played <laughs> Angels so many goddamn times this year. Just hooks after hooks. And the hooks don't always come when you expect them, which I, it reminds me of like a car seat headrest thing where she's kind of playing with the songwriting. Mm-hmm. Her voice is amazing. This music jumps around stylistically from like 80s kind of synth poppy type of deal to to an R&B flavor. I mean, it's oh, it's so good. And this was her first album. And that's the crazy part. My God. Her first I, album. I love her. Her, <laughs> I wish she was my friend. <laughs> if you're listening, he needs a friend. We, yeah. <laughs> but no, for real, fucking great album. Wonderfully written once again. Um, Safety Net, Angels, Melt. melt. Uh, just listen to it. It's <laughs> Be your own judge. Yeah, listen to it or not. If not, just fuck you. <laughs> I'm saying here, fuck you. Go ahead. One of the, again, another bigger album this year, Sound and Fury by Sturgill Simpson. Mm. I really fucking loved this album. Simply because he just does it again. He just picks up, goes to a new genre. I'm going to plop myself here and yeah. then make it right. goddamn amazing. And this one is more country-driven, which is a bigger thing. No, 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 not no. country-driven. It's more rock-driven. Rock, yeah, my bad. Yeah, it's a country. Yeah. More rock-driven, and I and I thoroughly, thoroughly liked it. Mm. It's, like I said, it's good it, I'm amused and very pleased with how quick he can just pick he up and start and a, a whole new album. Very exciting artist because of that. Because yep. he shifts frequently from album to album, and he finds a way to make them good. No matter mm-hmm. what genre he's he's playing in, you know, he finds a way to make it his own, which is important. And it's just, I'm just amazed by the yeah. talent to do so. Yeah. Because some artists, you know, they stick to something that worked and mm-hmm. this guy's not afraid of taking risks to start something whole new. Yeah, it takes a lot of talent to be able to just pick up and go. He's a great songwriter too. That, yeah. yeah Sturgill Simpson yeah. writes great songs. He is a big, I remember the CMT Awards, like, a couple years ago or maybe last year he like protested them he's a big voice against that kind of mainstream let me ride my tractor country music style which i'm a fan of i'm kind of sick of that shit never liked it you know (laughs) i like country but i fucking hate i mm, you know i'm I'm just not a fan of that style and i love sturgill simpson for that reason number three Big Thief, UFO. Yeah. Their second album yeah. of the year, one yeah. where they were kind of pushing their sound into more of almost like a soft rock um, folk fusion, and it is fantastic. This is, once again, amazingly written. Adrian Lineker pushing her voice. The whole band, I feel like this one, there's not even a lot of hooks on this one. It's not, it's kind of different the two hands in that way and that it's just there's more grooves there's more they take their times with their songs and it is fucking amazing it's a great song great album i agree uh, another one 12 nudes by 12 nudes not dudes i said dudes yeah. 12 nudes by ezra Furman. so um yeah i didn't like this album <laughs> what is that? I like some songs off of it as a whole. I thought it was disappointing because Ezra's last album to me was his best album he's ever made. Mm. So I was disappointed a lot when I heard this one. Hmm. And it was cheesy. And, you know, just not not doing it for me. No, didn't. So I hate you. Didn't tickle your fancy. Didn't tickle my fancy. I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> there were no. There was a lot of interesting concepts on here. You know, as was was like on one of the my favorite songs of the album. Uh, I want to be your girlfriend. He's he's delving into um, who he wants to be now. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like he wants to be called Esme, all this other stuff. It's very interesting. 
But I think that when he gets into the political side of things is when his songwriting isn't as strong. When he's talking about these personal aspects of himself, it's strong. When he's talking about the political stuff, like, I'm all for politics and music. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that his songwriting is really weak in there and it becomes very cheesy. It becomes just like a, a rally, hoo-ha kind of song where I'm just like, there are, there are millions of other artists doing this and you're not particularly doing it that well. Okay. Anything else to say? No, no. I mean, how are your feelings, dude? I went up in flames. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have said that if you had actually rated them from 1 to 10. But number two, Jamil Woods' Legacy Legacy. Mm. My favorite R&B album of the year. Oh, it's so fucking good. So each song is based off of a... Or is named after and then kind of based off of, depending on the song, a black artist or a black luminary. And she's delving into a lot of socio-political stuff with this and relating it back to her own life and who she is as an artist, who she is as a person. And it's just so tight. It's so tightly written. The themes from top to bottom, this album is fantastic. And it's just consistently written well and musically amazing and I will, it's fucking great again I think I end everything with it's fucking great but these are the top 10 best it's no you know it's no witcher <laughs> but it's great <laughs> um, another big one for me Miami Memory by Alex Cameron yes that's what I knocked off for Pedro the Lion uh, Alex Cameron just writes songs no one else writes yep. That's, He's so yeah. good at them, and this was his big... Well, Alex Cameron, first of all, is a character, but from this character, this like shady lounge singer he plays, he writes these often writes songs about like these losers, about these often looked over members of society, and he it's just from his first album to now. He just writes songs that no one else writes, like I said, and they're yeah. so well written and they're so catchy most of the time. And this album was kind of his. He dedicated this to his girlfriend. This was his more kind of personal album. This was his most personal, and it really shines through. And it's a great album. I agree. I am saying this stuff instead of you, and I apologize. You say what you like. No, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fuck. <laughs> um. My number one, my favorite album of the year, Purple Mountains by Purple Mountains. Mm. David Berman of Silver Jews. Um, he recently killed himself, and this was his big comeback album. And this album is the best written album of the year. I said it earlier, I think on an earlier podcast that we were having. I've just like mentioned it. It is catchy. It is country at times, rock at times. It's devastatingly sad, but it's so witty. It's so goddamn well written. I mean, there's Margaritas in the Mall is a song about uh, the purgatory that consumerism sometimes puts people in. And fucking to maybe no one's fond of me where he just says... If no one's fucking fond of me, maybe no, maybe no one's fond of fucking me. Maybe no one's fucking fond of me. Mm-hmm. It's like these catchy, like he's not being pretentious when he writes these things. He's not telling you these things. It's almost like he's letting you listen in. And it's a true gift as a writer to be able to express yourself in this way and write these little simple phrases that seem so simple, but when you really think about it, you're like that's so smart. That's so well written what you did there. Like I don't think anyone else would have written the song like David Berman did. And it's really sad that he's gone because this was his big comeback and it is my favorite album of the year. And it is, yeah, far and none, top to bottom. I fucking agree that. <laughs> <laughs> so you're fucking fond of this album. I'm fucking fond of this album. I... <laughs> Not uh, fond of fucking his dead body. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just... <laughs> no, he was a great, he was a great person. <laughs> Fantastic artist. <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
<laughs> Go ahead, it's okay. <laughs> and um, actually, I came to this album pretty late, and I'm glad I at least got shown the way. What is this? Immunity by Claro. Oh yeah, I did show you this album. Yeah, yeah. I got. I this came was to also kind of late. First studio album. Yeah, I came to it kind of late. I will admit, but ever since I found out about it, everything has just been like just song after song after song after song and i just really really loved that album as a whole it was really great yeah and then after that i was just like who is claro let's mm-hmm. let's google who this person is and then it turns out she's actually even a amazing person which makes everything better so claro is an amazing is person is she an amazing person the, yes <laughs> <laughs> okay i'll take your word for it i, I, mean. I will stay with a very stern way i mean do you know her <laughs> doesn't matter I mean, I was joking about the, what did I say earlier? The artist I was talking about earlier, but how do you know she's an amazing person? <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> she may be listening. <laughs> <laughs> Just know that Google makes her look like an amazing person. Oh. So that means she's an amazing thick. person. Two C's. <laughs> <laughs> no, but she, she does seem like a very amazing person. Which to me always adds a little extra because yeah. it reflects What do you like about the album? I've been like pouring my soul into these reviews. So you you do a Stefan review. <laughs> okay. Pretend to be me reviewing this album. All right. Let me bang on the table. Don't to bang show on the table. Emotion. I apologize. Because <laughs> then I'll have to be you and look at you like an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> what I liked about the album, I, I just thought it was lyrically well written. Okay. I thought it was pretty well mapped out. It was pretty straightforward. It was personal. Um, I personally could find joy through a lot of the songs as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to be as deep as saying as, oh my God, I feel like I relate. Because, you know, there's different situation for different folks. But overall, I feel like I can connect with the mm-hmm. artist and mm-hmm. the ri- the written way in which they okay. executed what about music? the album. Musically, she does something very interesting. It's like a, almost a alternative R&B fusion. What do you think? I like it. Because... Coming from someone who, how can I explain this? I listen to other kinds of alternative kind of music. And, yeah, I don't like the term indie rock. Yeah, alternative. I, yeah, just exactly. I, genres are a thing. There's a million genres. I'm just gonna fucking say. Yeah. One. Yeah, yeah. And, and with me, it's just like because you always hear the stereotypical what is mm-hmm. alternative. Yeah. And then it was, of course, this album was labeled alternative. So I kind of indie already, rock. I, I got that for Spotify. Yeah. Oh, I did t- that was my top one. I was like, it's not. It's, Spotify, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I don't even go off of Spotify. Yeah. I just I just Google the album, and yeah. then usually they'll say something. No, no, I different. mean that was my top music of the decade. It was oh. that rap. Oh, oh, jazz, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. it literally just went to rock. I was like, that's a that's a cop out. <laughs> yeah, okay. That was my yeah, fourth that, least the, listened the to or most. Twenty nineteen wrap up on Spotify. Yeah, yeah. I, I I saw that this was labeled alternative before I started listening to it. Mm-hmm. And I was already kind of like, hmm, yeah. we'll see, yeah. you know. And then after listening to it, I was like, if this is alternative, I can get behind that. Yeah. Just because it was it was really well done. I really liked it. And, of course, I'm already somewhat an R&B whore, so yeah. I had all <laughs> put together. I love how it's just stuff you like. You always just say, I'm just such a whore for I just, paintings I by uh, uh, Jackson Pollock. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a Pollock whore. <laughs> I just am. I'm a whore. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that was our top 10. I feel pretty good about it. I feel like I talked a shit ton. So if people like me, they're going to like this episode. If not, yeah. then you're going to fucking hate it. And that's okay. Well, Come at me. Um, <laughs> I don't have a Twitter. So tweet at me all you fucking like. <laughs> fucking millennial bitches. <laughs> <laughs> If you if you have anything to say, he does accept three ravens a night. Uh, yeah, I accept ravens. I accept hand delivered courier message. Yep. Uh, I accept passive aggressive. Uh, what are those fruit baskets? Uh, edible, edible arrangements. arrangements. Yeah. yeah, I accept passive aggressive edible arrangements. <laughs> <laughs> um, You're a fucking square, like these melon slices. Oh, yeah, I just I just meant more like. <laughs> You just picked like coconut or something I didn't like, and then I was just stuck with this coconut <laughs> edible arrangement. And I'm like, what do I do with this? But <laughs> just give it to your girlfriend's yeah, family. <laughs> well, thanks. <God. laughs> but yeah, I'll accept that. 
And our last segment is going to be called the chopping block. <laughs> so in the chopping block, ching, we <laughs> – that was bad. <laughs> but I'm going to keep it. We are going to talk about stuff that we want to talk about next week. <laughs> We thought we've been away for a while. We just wanted yep. to give you guys a flavor of us. You know what I mean? I personally want to review Uno. The game? Yes, the card game. It has all of them, all my favorite colors. Blue, red, green, laser lemon. It has all of them. The Wait, what? Blue, red, green, laser lemon. Oh, I thought you said laser lemon as one. And I was like, what kind of they are. fucking... No, they are. So laser lemon. You're not, ruining not this joke. Laser comma lemon. You're really ruining. And I mean, I didn't. Well, I didn't catch it's it. Yellow, you idiot. Why did he say laser lemon? Because it was a joke. What's lasers are red? I thought it was like fuck you, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> that's gonna be so loud for the listener. But you deserve it because you're an asshole. <laughs> That went way over my head. <laughs> <laughs> fucking dick. <laughs> I really could not catch on to that one. <laughs> anyway, whatever. <laughs> That's been the chopping block. <laughs> <laughs> Ching! <laughs> I don't think we're going to talk about it. <laughs> wow. That really went over my head. I'm sorry. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, I guess we can talk about one more thing. What What do you want to talk about? I was going to go and then we could, because we like movies, we can pitch an Uno movie, but fuck it. What do you want to talk about? Ooh. Yeah. An Uno movie? Yeah. What would be the plot? Like, would it be like... My idea was like... Okay. So there's a kind of a hard-boiled cop and him and his partner are killed by a criminal. Well, we can work out the details of what kind of criminal he is, okay? And he has one month to find the killer and to avenge his partner. It's called Uno. The tagline, you ready for this? Mm. Uno out. (laughs) wow (laughs) do you like it (laughs) I'm I'm about to email Netflix right the fuck now (laughs) it sounds pretty good right (laughs) why does he have a month or how about this why do we change it his partner's name was Uno so then the tagline really sticks with you because he died. So it's Uno out. In fact, he died, and he, it's named after his partner. It's called Uno, and he's trying to he's trying to figure out who killed him. You know, he's trying to avenge him. Okay. Yeah. Why does he have a month? He doesn't. We can take the month out thing. That's okay. what I'm saying. I mean, hmm. one month. I was just saying because Uno month. Uh. You know what I'm saying? Like I we just keep know. putting in the number one. One. Yeah. Yeah. What if we do like one year? Yeah, that's fine. We that's can do one year. year. I mean, that's. You get more. more you have to do a lot of time hopping. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I was just yeah. like, we can, you know, we can skip seasons if we need to, but at least we have more time. We see him. Oh, and each season he's wearing a different color from Uno. Yeah. Mm hmm. Hell yeah. Because in like summer, you can do like a different color, fall, yeah, do another one. Red, yep, yep, yellow, yep, green. Yep. And then it ends once it's been that one year. And uh, it's he's wearing a wild card. Yep. Yeah. Mm hmm. It, or, or it's been in reverse the whole time and he was the killer. Oh. Ooh. Reverse. Is there, is there a card? Because, um, It was only was killer. six cards, so you got wild. Yeah. Is it a wild and then a draw four, or are they both the same card? God, it's been a long time. It's been a long time. Yeah. I can't remember. Because if we're going to put it like that he's a killer, I was thinking, was there a card that would... We could use as a reference that he just didn't remember he did it at all. No, there's not like yeah. a forget. Like, yeah. There's not an amnesia card. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to put in this card. Nope, you forgot. <laughs> Where am I? 
<laughs> Who the fuck are you people? <laughs> That's the sore loser card when you hit someone in the back of the head. <laughs> they're winning. <laughs> I was thinking as a movie yeah. where the th- like it's kind of like a suspense horror mm-hmm. and everybody had a color. And throughout the time, they started getting picked off until you had one. And that would be they would they would be the Uno. Oh, okay. So like they're getting okay. picked off because it's literally the players are getting picked off over the this game that's, that's a horror. Good. And so Uno. the last person alive wins Uno. We'll make it like a uh, one of those horror movies where they have to keep playing Uno or else they die. And then like the ways they die relate to the cards. Like if someone draws a red, then they um, get killed by Clifford. <laughs> I was going to say fire, but fuck it, Clifford. (laughs) (laughs) Draw a green, then they get poison ivy all over their body. They draw a yellow, then they get really bad skin cancer. Okay. They get a blue, then they drown, right? Sure. The wild card, the person who draws the wild card wins, except the wild card is that their children die. Oh, no, they horrendous. have to make a decision. They have to choose. They have to choose them or their children. So what if they don't have kids? Then they have to choose someone else's children. Why can't the wild card just be like a dare? And you have to do the dare. Okay, yeah, given. sure. But who does the dare? The Uno monster? What's the Uno monster look like? Or is it just like a Final Destination, like, death uh, thing? Hmm. What if it's just like a weird dude in a mask who thinks this is funny? Okay. Oh, so I thought I was thinking more supernatural, but you want it to like really just be a murderer, like a dude who actually he just finds somehow villains. finds a giant red dog. <laughs> <laughs> You're really sticking to the fucking Clifford shit. <laughs> well, if you really want to subvert audience expectations in 2020, <laughs> you... we got to bring back fucking Clifford. Yeah, yeah. That's the TV show they need to bring back. Bring Brack? See, yeah, bring bring Brack. <laughs> That's my favorite show, Brackish. Oh, my Clifford Brack. <laughs> the McRib is Brack, baby. <laughs> okay. okay, I like it. I, I want my baby Brack ribs. So let's pitch one more, and then we'll call it. All right, we got one more Uno movie. And we're again, we're just deciding whether we're going to talk about this next week. So either this was entertaining or a great waste of your time. Yeah, or we're going to <laughs> chop it. Ching. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I think could you do a rom- like a rom-com with Uno? Yeah, totally. You definitely could. Like the different colors are this one guy's <laughs> whoa, 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 hold up. Like the different Tip-toe. colors. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm about to Don't fucking chop you. Fuck you. I'm about to chop you. <laughs> there are different colors in Uno if you weren't fucking aware. <laughs> then maybe you should just go the fuck out into the world and figure out what the fuck Uno is. <laughs> Go ahead, continue. <laughs> but like, you could have a bachelor guy who is the wild card. Okay. And he has all these different girls kind of thing, no, I guess. No, I think you're doing exactly or, what I was afraid you were going to do. Or different colors or like his dif- his like different crazy ex-girlfriends or something. And that could all be like a, rom- like a rom-com until he f- falls in love with whatever we decide okay. to fall in. Like, that's who he meets and falls in love with. Okay. Kind of thing, and like the different cards are all like obstacles to get to the girl that he okay, wants. Okay, that's okay. Yeah. Well, what if? Okay, hear me out. What if we did something even better? Okay. okay? We take the rom com idea. Hmm. All right. So there's a guy, an average Joe. Hmm. Let's just name him. We'll name him the reverse of Uno Onu. <laughs> and. <laughs> It's when people catch on, they're going to love it. They're going to think they're really smart. That's what audiences want. They want to think they're smart. Oh. <laughs> so his name is Onu. And he just can't seem to get his life together. 
until one day he finds a magic Uno set. Hmm. And every time he plays the card, he gets a Clifford that what will help, fuck? help <laughs> him find love. So it's this whole big power dynamic because then the Cliffords fall in love with the woman. And in the end, the woman has to decide, do I want to fuck this giant dog with obviously a giant penis? Or do I want to fuck this average Joe named Onu? You're really sticking to this Clifford idea so bad. Yeah. I think we struck gold. I don't want to go off. <laughs> I don't I don't want to veer too far off of what I really think is our true ambitions here, which is make Clifford relevant 2020. <laughs> That's going to be my New Year's resolution. Make Clifford relevant again 2020. Oh, man. Make Clifford great again. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. 2020. <laughs> That's a platform I can get behind, only because it's got to be so giant. <laughs> I kind of like that power complex, not going to lie, though. Oh, that they have to choose between the Clifford and the and Onu? No, the magic deck of cards. Oh, okay, yeah, that is a good idea, right? I, I like that idea. Like, yeah. what if he plays these cards or whatever to get his ways, and then somehow yeah. it has, like, a backlash how does that? How does it relate to the, um... You know what? You know there's an aspect of Onu that we completely fucking glossed over? There's numbers. Mm. We have not mentioned once the numbers thing. Shh. You're right. Um, hmm. How could we? How could we incorporate that? I'm trying to think, unless you, unless the trick is that you literally let's stick with this magic deck of card okay. thing. Okay. And let's say you basically play it like a game of chance, and whatever the higher the number, like you get whatever you want, kind of thing. You get what I mean? You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Kind of like rolling the dice, shuffling yeah. the deck, and see what you get. Like a D and D. Yeah. Okay. Kind of aspect. And then like we still add the Uno rules, right? So okay. like you can slap in with another card and yeah. then up your chances, things like Do that. Do you slap an Uno? Like whenever someone puts down like say a four green, mm-hmm. and you also have a four green, you just put your four green in. Oh, okay. I mean that's, that's a rule that you can do. Yeah. So it's like up your chances now instead yeah. of let's say four percent you have eight percent now stuff. i just feel like we made a game as opposed to a movie listen though. that it's all a game life okay. is a game you're right life you're is being a game. played by the uno gods and you don't even fucking know it dude <laughs> <laughs> you're all sheeple <laughs> bow down to your uno masters yeah <laughs> fucking sheeple but all right i think that's good i i don't think we're going to talk about that next week <laughs> chopping so block chop ready on three one two three Ching. And so. okay it's done uh so that was our episode this week uh it's i know it's been a while but i feel like this was a good one i feel like we knocked it out of the park it was a fucking fantastic album but this episode was a yeah. fantastic album fucking fantastic album uh, well i'm putting ourselves at number one. Ooh. yep okay you truly are a narcissist. The only thing you can actually rate is yourself. <laughs> well. <laughs> okay. But <laughs> that was It's Not an Opinion, It's a Fact. We'll see you guys hopefully next week. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.